Uh, this week from the cabin, we got a great interview with uh, legendary comic uh, Jason Sklar, one half of the famous Sklar Brothers. Lovely Maria joins us as we ask, is this a sex act? Plus man size, emotional support teddy bears. Ask Trooper Cooper. Amy Chazé joins us for the idiot of the day. We have confessions, nerd news. And we'll look back at some random facts about Black Friday all this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror and, of course, Christmas in the headlights. This time of the year we gain a lot of weight. We gain a lot of weight. That's why maybe now would be a perfect time for a special holiday edition of the Foodie Roundup. Yeah! I shouldn't say holiday edition because uh, we still got three more weeks and I'll probably have a couple more. But we were talking about gaining weight. Well, did you know we expect to gain 5.5 pounds by January 1st? And you know what? We're okay with it. 42% admit we use the holidays as an excuse. Eat whatever we want. Most people start right about now. 60% say they stop worrying about it eh, mid-November. Eating one more than uh, one dessert after a meal, 41% will do that. 35% will eat the same meal more than once a day. You know, like leftovers. Bigger late night snacks, eating as much, so much we feel sick. Oh yeah, we're all in into it. Elsewhere in your foodie roundup, uh, you can buy a $6 Denny's t-shirt. And you'll get breakfast for a year for free. If you buy a Denny's shirt, they're selling them Black Friday. And they're not that cool looking, but that's not the point. It's called a wearable coupon. So you every day you eat it, you get a, a value, everyday value slam meal for a whole year. Couple eggs, couple strips of bacon, couple sausage. Ah, yeah. So they say this shirt makes a $2,100 value. Of course, you got to wear a shirt that says Denny's can but you won't of course we don't have a denny's anymore jack daniels uh wants the supreme court to ban a dog toy why because it's called bad daniels <laughs> the famous jack daniels label says old number seven tennessee sour masher whiskey the bad spaniels label says the old number two on your tennessee carpet <laughs> it's a dog toy but it was about Jack Daniels, so I included it in the Foodie Roundup. Elsewhere, did you know you could win $15,000 by making a gingerbread house out of Pop-Tarts? You won't, but you could. Yeah. And along with the photos of your entry, you have to have a tag uh, Pop-Tarts on Instagram or Twitter and include the hashtag gingerbread Pop-Tart entry. So they're just, it, it's a company's way of getting folks to go to their, how else are you going to get anyone to go to your website? Building a gingerbread house out of... Bo- ah, I could earn you a visit from Russell Crowe. Meanwhile, one we brought up before, a hot dog vendor uh, stabbed another hot dog vendor in a turf war. Yeah, happened in San Diego. Turf war. It was a hot dog vendor from L.A. coming down to getting up their grill. Elsewhere, people who like spicy foods are more likely to think they're hot. Yeah. They think, oh yeah, I'm hot, man. Yeah, if you think you're real hot, yeah, people who like spicy foods are. Mild people are more likely to describe themselves as empathetic and shy. 
Medium people are calm, curious, and like cats and dogs equally. Hot fans are more likely to describe themselves as creative, confident, and adventurous. I am those things, but I'm certainly not hot. I don't even like hot things. All right. Here's another survey. Picky eaters are less likely to eat foods that are served in red bowls. Now, unfortunately, in the test, they only tested red, blue, and white dishes and found the white bowls are the most desirable. That's why restaurants maybe use white. I don't know. Maybe it's too bold, but people don't like things in red bowls. Finally, a woman has filed a $5 million lawsuit. Why? Well, she's got a good reason. She's uh, suing uh, Velveeta shells and cheese because it takes too long to prepare. She came to the... Claims she brought the product several times over the past few months. Paid a premium of $10.99 for packs of eight. She says, uh, the four-strip instructions, microwaving takes three and a half minutes. What? We're in a world of TikTok videos and microwaves. We can't be waiting two minutes for water to boil. I don't have that kind of time. It's not even as long as the foodie roundup, which is now over. Yeah! From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, it's time to ask Maria, and we love to do these little segments on the show with my lovely wife, Maria. Hi, Maria. How are you today? Hi, baby. I'm good. All right. uh, Here we go. A new survey found, uh, they were talking about sexual positions and all this stuff. And, you know, there's always the normal ones. The... The missionaries, the doggies, the spoonings. But then they start bringing up a bunch, and some of these I know and some of I didn't. And then so we have some fake ones and some real ones. So just for fun, because I know you don't know anything about any of them, which is pretty funny. So I wanted to run some by these. You tell me if this is, uh, uh, these all sound uh, like sex acts, but some of them are not. So I will read it. You tell me if you think it's an actual sex act or not. Okay. First one, teabagging. I think that is. Yes, it is. Yeah, I know what that is, so don't say another word. <laughs> Move on. Bobbleheading. <laughs> no. Correct again. Of course I'm correct. I'm, I'm your wife. I'm always right. Okay, here's your next one. Uh, the Dirty Sanchez. Uh, no. Oh, sorry. That, that one is, and I'm not even going to go any further into that one. I appreciate that. The Sasquatch. <laughs> no. Correct. <laughs> I just pictured a big hairy man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ew. Uh, a position or a person? <laughs> the reverse Zelensky. Uh, yes. No. Um, scissoring. Yes. You're a uh, Hasselhoffing. No. That sounds like something you smoke out of a bong. <laughs> uh, uh, the Tallahassee snicker snickerdoodle. I'm going to say yes just because no, you could no. make that up. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. Man bunning. Yes? No, no. It's a big one. Oh, right. thank God. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, one more for you. Uh, reverse cowgirl. Yes. Yippee ki yay! <laughs> Mother, uh, I knew. Uh, I, I didn't say it. I, didn't I say know. It. I, I knew. caught myself. I just knew you'd know that one. <laughs> All right, gotta go. <laughs>
All right, nobody wants to feel, you know, guilty over the holidays. You don't want that weight on your shoulder. So we like to offer you an opportunity to relieve some of that weight, some of that guilt and the stress with a segment here in Crapper Creek we call Confessions. And these, of course, have come from you, and we thank you for sending them in to us. And we hope that maybe letting this out kind of clears up so you can sleep better at night. We start the, this one from Vincent. When a client comes into the office where I work, I feverishly make it look like I'm a supersonic typist so that they're really impressed with how fast I can type. But if they actually saw my computer screen, they'd see that none of the words actually make any sense. Confessions. At school, a rumor went around that I had committed a sexual act in the girls' bathroom when in reality, I was just overheard having a really troublesome time dropping a deuce. Confessions. (laughs) On a team or Zoom call, I sometimes hold a random pose dead still for minutes on end to make others think my call screen was frozen. Confessions. (laughs) I work at a local car wash. And we have a custom-built vacuum attachment to suck everything up from under your seats. Yeah, those quote-unquote lost coins of yours pretty much pay for all the booze at our annual Christmas party to the sum of about 800 a year. Thank you. Confessions. Sometimes when I see the dog mess inside the house, I pretend not to see it and leave it there for my wife. Confessions. My wife detests sex toys. And I work out of town sometimes, so I do own a fleshlight, which for those of you that don't know is a sex toy for male sex toy. It lives in the spare tire compartment of my car. It's the perfect hiding place. That is until you have a tire change and the mechanic goes looking for the locking wheel nut. Yeah, I can never go back to that garage again. Confessions. And finally, had to go to the emergency room to get uh, my girlfriend's... uh, Love toy removed from my backside. Gave my old roommate's name and date of birth so it wouldn't show up on my records. Sorry about that, Stephen. Confessions. Now there you go. I hope you feel better and sleep well tonight. Except for that last guy. That's just creepy and wrong. Now, as you know, it's our uh, weekend of our final comedy showcase of the year. We've had some great shows uh, already with uh, Schubert coming up, of course, and Lissau and all the crew and uh, Quinn. And now uh, we get a couple guys that we've wanted to get up here for a very long time. And finally, another one to cross off the bucket list. We're bringing up the Sklar brothers. My goodness, I'm so excited. We've got Jason Sklar with us on the phone from his home, I believe, California. Is that correct? Was that the area code I was calling, Jason? You are correct, sir. We're very excited to come up yeah. north above Canada. Through Canada. I've been wanting to say that forever. I think Alaska, Canada needs more animosity against It's funny how much stuff you've done. I was, I was mentioning it on the air, and there's almost too much from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, uh, shows like Entourage and Law and Order and um, uh, Becker and Providence. It goes on and on. Uh, of course, Cheap Seats, by the way. I was a huge fan of Cheap Seats. And you Thank guys you. really kind of gravitate towards the sports world. You're both huge sports fans, obviously. Yeah, huge sports fans. We actually got to reboot that old show, Chief Seats. So Chief Seats is the thing that most people know us from. I'd we say. Yeah. four seasons. Yeah, on, on ESPN. If you don't know <laughs> what it is, it's basically 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 with sports. Yes. With old weird sports like dog shows and cheerleading competitions and rodeos and spelling It's bees. great. It is, it is. That's a great analogy. That's exactly what the show is. And it's yeah. really, really funny. Now, a lot of times you guys play yourselves, but you play agents. And I'm, I was looking through some stuff and, and I got back to thinking about you guys. Have you ever done anything solo in a show? Have you ever been asked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I did Curb Your Enthusiasm by myself. Oh, that's right. Um, I was just looking. You did. Yeah. I was solo in that. I was in the Crazy Eyes Killer episode where, where I got to get into a fight with Larry David, which was so great. So I was auditioning right. for that. So Jeff Garland, someone we know, and we've known him forever. And he, he called up our agent and was like, send me a Sklar, you know, whatever. <laughs> however he said it. Like, give me one of them. Did you roll Shambeau so, for it? Who decided to go? No. So the agent called me and said, uh, maybe he tried to reach Randy and couldn't, and I was around, and he said, hey, can you get over to this audition this afternoon? Because there's nothing to prep for it, really. That's the cool part of a, of a Curb, Your audition, Curb Your Enthusiasm audition. You show up, yeah. a little slip, slip of paper, it says, Larry walks in, he looks at a sweater, you get into an argument, and it ends on this line. And, you, and that's the last one of the scene. So you look at that, you know, and there's all these, like, you know, big-time comedy guys. Oh, yeah. In and, having like Andy Dick is in the room and he's auditioning for it. Some other guys are auditioning for it. All these crazy people who were like, you know, back when this was happening there were big time. And so I didn't even think I had a chance, but I was like, all right, I'm going to go in. And I did this argument scene, which was so fun about folding the sweater. And my whole thing was like, I know it's an argument scene, but the thing I'm going to play is that I'm going to try not to get into an argument with Larry. So I was trying to just be passive aggressive and not do it until I blow my top. And it was really fun. He went great. Larry loved it, but now ran. And so then Larry was like laughing at some point. And I'm like, oh, this is funny to you. And he's like, no, we're done. And I'm like, I don't think we're done, Larry. And he's like, uh, no, 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 the audition is over here, um, which, which was great. But then I looked over at Jeff Garland. He gave me a wink and I was like, Ooh, I might get this thing. And I got to, it was great. I got to do it. I went on set. It was so fun. Larry was amazing. We had so much fun doing it. And I called Randy and I was like, Oh, it went great. He's like, awesome. Uh, now I'll never get to do the show because you did. Cause you already did the show. <laughs> well, you're twins. Got... You could probably work it so it could happen. <laughs> Once again, Jason Sklar this weekend. Now uh, shows, of course, uh, inside Goldie's at the really cool, intimate firehouse theater right there. Come in early, grab some cocktails. It's a great show. It's six 30 and nine o'clock. I believe our showtime Saturday night. Catch us, Sklar yep. Brothers. Uh, one more thing before we go, and I have to bring this up, and that's because now uh, Jerry and I have been doing stand-up, and he hosts, and I kind of open, and then, uh, you know, set them up, knock them down, let the headliners do their thing. Uh, we've always kind of reached out to do other things, and last year he goes, you know what, we should do America's Got Talent. I said, you know, we've always talked. We've never really done We've had so many, uh, Tom Cotter, uh, uh, Mikey Winfield, of course, John Wing, yeah. a lot of friends that we've had up here been on the show. So uh, we take two or three of our favorite bits that we've each done and we incorporate them to do a two-man thing. We 30 years of doing comedy, we've never done a two-man thing. Uh, oh, my God. Except for radio, right? So we have right. this bit and we, we go on, we do the audition for them. It's like kills it. We slap five. We go, yeah. And we didn't get picked. We go, well, damn it. And then we watch a show and they got the <laughs> Sklar Brothers. Like, damn it. That's why they didn't go with us. Well, just so you know, we didn't get picked either, but we were super grateful because, um, you know, I, I think that's a sh it's such an odd thing. We got, you know, called by the show. I don't think I'm speaking out of school to say this, but like we got called by the show to come 
our, our, our booking agent said, hey, they want you to be part of the show. And we were like, oh, cool. Like, are, are we doing, did Terry Crews leave the show? And <laughs> yeah, are we, right. Are we doing like backstage, like pump up things, which we were like, we could do that. And that'd be fun. He's like, no, no, no. They want you to do it. And we were like, what do you mean? Do it. Like, do <laughs> do stand up on it? And it, it was like, yeah. And we were like, no, I don't think we should do that. I think we're past that. Yeah. And, uh, it was very odd. And, and he said, no, 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 they really want you to do it. And so we, we thought about it. We talked to a bunch of people and ultimately, you know, our, our agent was like, look, it's you doing your own material in front of like 10 million people. You should just do it. And so we reluctantly did it. And again, it was like one of those things where we got on stage to do it. And Howie Mandel was like, oh, these guys, because we had just seen him a few like nights before out at the Supernova show here in L.A., we were on the same show and he's like, he's like, I know these guys. I love these guys. Of course they cut all that out for the thing and they make it seem like he doesn't know who we are. And so when people on Twitter are like, how does Howie Mandel not know who the Squad brothers are? They've been doing this for like 30 years. Well, yes. Like, yeah, he did know. And he said it, but they're trying to paint a narrative. And so sure. it was super odd. We got four yes votes. Randy and I are like, Oh, we're going to move on. But we were, we were a little nervous because we got a lot of negative stuff on Twitter. Like, why would you do this? And the show got a lot of negative feedback. And we're like to each other, Randy and I said secretly, I hope we don't get chosen to, to move on because I really can't take another round of all this stuff. It's not like we don't have the material, but I don't want to be fielding a lot of negative tweets about why are you doing the show? And so they, they, didn't select us, but they called us and said, would you guys want to be all, you know, in the alternate group in case someone dropped out and then someone did drop out. But we were like, nah, I think it's, this is, you know, the feedback we're good. is like, we're good. Yeah. I think the feedback <laughs> is saying that it, it honestly should have been you guys and not us. Wait, <laughs> I'm apologizing. Let's here's the deal. We will bury the hatchet in Fairbanks on Saturday night. We will apologize publicly. We'll tip one but back. Really, and we'll do, okay. Yeah, I mean, really, honestly, it's for upcoming people, and we, we should have never done it in the first place. I, 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 and I and I looked at my wife, and she kind of looked at me. She goes, "I know them." I go, "Well, yeah, it's the Sklar brothers." <laughs> you know, I remember uh, you guys did a, a stint for a couple of years with Burger King. You guys were like on every Burger King ad for a year or two, were you not? We did do some Burger King commercials, which was hilarious. <laughs> so you know what's crazy, though? I'll tell you another, like, behind-the-scenes kind of crazy okay. story is. You remember uh, the oh, Once Aaron again, Rogers? by the way, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we've got Jason Sklar, the Sklar Brothers, of course, on stage this weekend at Goldie's. Uh, telling us a little a backstage story. Go ahead. We were, uh, uh, didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. No worries. So, uh, so we were, do you remember the Aaron Rodgers State Farm commercials with his agent? Oh, yeah. The guy who, like, played his agent and stuff? So Randy and I got, you know, we don't audition for many commercials anymore. And we got this call like to come in and each like sort of go against each other to play Aaron Rodgers agent in all these state farm commercials. And so we started like reading the audition and we started improvising, you know, as two agents. We're like, what if Aaron Rodgers was so big, he had two agents and those two agents were constantly kind of bickering with each other, but also trying to let Aaron know everything's fine. And that was our take on this character. And we go in and it feels really right. I mean, all I can say is like, we've been on auditions individually and together when it hasn't felt right. And then we've been on ones like we did. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is a great show. Oh, love that the was, show. 
that was, there was a role for one person who played a DJ. Same thing happened. Randy and I were helping each other learn the audition. And then we started riffing around and it was really funny. And we're like, what if it was like a morning zoo, like two DJs, like back and forth. Great. So we get on the audition, we do it as two. And the casting woman was like, yeah, yeah, don't audition individually. This is what I'm sending in. And I'm telling you right now, you guys are going to get it. And she was right. So we had the same feeling with this state farm thing. And like the casting person's like, this is, this is very unique. This is what's going to, I think this is what's going to happen. The director comes in. I love it. Starts improvising with us, asking us all kinds of questions as Aaron's agents. We're of course, like in our sweet spot, just improvising, having fun. Right. We're like, Oh my God, we're going to get this campaign. It's so great. And we know Aaron Rogers a little bit. He's, he's a cool dude. He knows us. He's a sweet guy. Uh, and I mean, he's a sweet guy if you're not like a Bears fan, but he's a sweet guy. And, um, he, uh, we're like, I texted Aaron and I'm like, Hey man, we might get this ad campaign. So anything you can say from your side, tell him you want to work with us. And so we're doing everything we can. And then the client comes in state farm and they're like, um, yeah, this wasn't what you guys pitched us as a storyboard. This is two people, not one. And the director's like, yeah, yeah, but this is like unique. And it's the same idea. It's just, we can go in other directions with two people instead of one. And he was, they were like, yeah, no, that's not what you, what we got approved. And then it was done. Oh, so we no, didn't get well, to do it. So they were all so State close. Farm. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody has two agents here at State Farm. It's always one. It's always one. Right. And we're like, oh, we're not it's State a commercial. It's not that. We're the other guy. You're we're the, the other guy. Agent. You're the bad we're agent. The bad guy. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's too bad. Funny story. Once again, Jason Sklar, uh, we can chat all day with these. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll get together for a beer before the show. Uh, have a great Do trip it. north, and we look forward to seeing you guys this Saturday. Cannot wait. We're so excited for the many, many hours of sunlight that happen every day in December in Alaska. Uh, it's sunny, I know, from like, it's always sunny in Alaska, as they say in December. <laughs> it's actually, never sunny. In fact, the sun rose and set during this conversation. So it's, it's pretty much <laughs> night outside. It's pretty much I dark. There he goes. Uh, Jason, we'll see you this weekend, buddy. Have a good trip. Thanks, man. Can't wait. All right, there you go. Jason Sklar, folks, right here. Right now, five random facts for your Black Friday. And now it's time for five Ran- random random facts. All right, uh, let's go with this. The non-retail term Black Friday actually dates back to 1869, and it was over a financial crisis that resulted from two investors trying to drive up the price of gold, which put Wall Street into bankruptcy, and it was called Black Friday. The idea of the after-Thanksgiving sale uh, didn't start until 1924. Philadelphia coined the retail term Black Friday in the early 1960s, and then they tried to turn it into Big Friday instead of Black Friday for any negative connotations. Uh, in 1961, that didn't work, of course. But it wasn't until the 1980s that uh, retailers started to actually gain a profit on Black Friday. And really, Black Friday didn't become what it is today until the 1990s. That's when it really took off. With people waiting outside and camping. So, yeah, that was a big deal. And America isn't the only country to celebrate Black Friday. No, it's done London and England. Uh, In Mexico, Black Friday is called El Buen Fin, which means the good weekend. And one of my favorite uh, facts, Black Friday shopping causes more deaths than shark attacks. (laughs) 
<laughs> that might be my favorite one. It's sad. Hopefully, you know, that's died down. It's subdued a bit. Not as many people do it. Not as many stores are being opened early on Friday morning. And finally, my other favorite uh, fact for Black Friday. Everybody calls it Black Friday, but plumbers. Plumbers call it Brown Friday, which is disgusting. But I'm not kidding. They call it that because of, uh, you know, well, everybody, you know, because of the big eating day yesterday. I think you see where we're going with this, right? While Black Friday may be an extremely busy day for retailers, this Friday is also the busiest day of the year for plumbers, clogged sinks, broken garbage disposals, and, well, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. That's why it's called Brown Friday. Just a reminder, do not put these items in your disposal. Animal bones, celery, asparagus, corn husks, coffee grounds, grease, pasta and rice, potato peels, eggshell, onion layers, or turkey skins. This message brought to you by plumbers who would rather stay home after Thanksgiving than dealing with you and your family. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, it's time again for Ask Trooper Cooper, where we ask uh, Crapper Creek's uh, resident law enforcement officer, Alaska State Trooper, Trooper Cooper, questions about the law, and we get them from you folks. And once again, you did not disappoint. Okay, yeah, Trooper Cooper, uh, I was curious if city courts are in a regional status of authority in the law. Like, within a city jurisdiction, how regional is the city jurisdiction? Well, now, sounds like somebody got pulled over by a city cop outside of the city, now don't it? You've been watching too much TV, fella. Little crybaby. A cop is a cop is a cop. Hell, if I'm uh, vacationing in Albuquerque and uh, see you breaking the law, damn right, I'm going to arrest your ass right there. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. We're the law, motherfucker. Hey, Trooper Cooper, I've only been here in uh, Fairbanks for the last going on two years. If you step on the brakes when you're about to go through a red light or right when it's about to turn yellow, you step on the brakes, do you have to stop, or can you just keep on going through this red light just so you're safe? Okay, well, let me get this right. Stomp on your brakes at a red light? Man, oh, man, spoken like a true G-Chaco right there. Mister, if you're trying to hit the brakes at a red light this time of year, guess what? You're sliding through the damn light regardless. Usually resulting in you getting T-boned by some guy in a big old F-250. So besides the total car, I'm going to give you a ticket just for being a dumbass. You can't drive on ice. Hey, Trooper Cooper, is it true I can't drive around North Pole with Christmas lights on my car? Well, sir, I'll be uh, straight up with you when it comes to those uh, North Pole cops. Uh, They do not mess around, I tell you. They will not hesitate to pull your ass over. Mostly out of boredom. You know, they don't get a lot of action out there if you don't count the meth labs. Now, you got to remember, uh, these are the same fellas that busted Santa Claus for weed. I mean, I'll tell you, I was there. They took him down hard. Complete with a cavity search and everything. Personally, I probably would have waited till they got him outside of the Santa Claus house, but... <laughs> man, you should have seen the look on those kids' faces. <sighs> Holidays are so precious. (laughs) All right, another election uh, cycle. Come and gone. 
I think the best thing about it is like if you notice our commercial breaks are half as long now. <laughs> it's like the next best thing right there. It's a love-hate relationship in radio with elections because we make a lot of money off these silly politicians or the people that back them. A lot of money. It's like, All right, yeah, sure, we'll play your ads. Sure, we'll shove some more in there. But then at the other hand, it's at the expense of you, the listeners, have got to deal with it. So, But you don't anymore. It's all in the past now. We're all good until the next election. But heck, oh, are we kidding? You didn't vote anyway. I see the turnouts. They're dismal. What is wrong? Why did you not vote? Is it because not one candidate ran on the issue that matters most to you? And that's people putting their Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving? Is that why? Because none of them carried, carried that banner? I know, you want change, but not as much as you want to see how making a murder too ends. You probably just forgot who's running. Damn you, weed! Also, what day it is. Damn you, weed! And also where your pants are. Damn! Well, I think you get the idea. You see where I'm going with that. You get the point. Or maybe you think it's just a stupid waste of time that does nothing to improve your life. Plus, you'd rather watch porn. I mean, how the heck were you supposed to know who to vote for without the guidance of Kanye West? Maybe your flat earth conspiracy group told you that voting is how the lizard people expose you to chemtrails. I'm sorry, I don't go to a polling place that doesn't have a champagne room. I know why you didn't vote, because Oprah's not running, right? Duh. Plus, you don't want to ruin that fake tuxedo t-shirt with a tacky I voted sticker. And I get it. Uh, It's hard to vote when the only people running are politicians. Really? Yeah. Maybe you're allergic to hanging chads. I know, you're still anxiously awaiting to be told what to think by your favorite sanctimonious celebrity, right? Yeah, I I gotta wait till I hear from Gwyneth. Is this where we're at now as a society, man? Now, I could look the other way during the man bun years and the manscaping and the sensitivity training and I get it. We're trying to be woke. Man, what happened to us guys? Where did these feel? What? Now, there's nothing wrong. I think it's, I think it's, um, commendable for men who can show their feelings and, you know, in the old days like, nah, rub some dirt in it, you're fine. Those days are over. Now, now we can express ourselves more. We're, we're able to be more human. We don't have to put on this tough outer shell. You know, when we're in pain inside. Plenty of people get lonely, too. I mean, you know what? We all do. Website called PuffyBear.com is now selling human-sized teddy bear to use as a body pillow. But it's not like those overstuffed bears you win in carnivals. No, guys, do we need this? It's got the head of a teddy bear, but the body of a man. It's like something out of a strange nightmare. He's got five fingers on each hand, but thankfully he's not anatomically correct. Five foot seven. Build as an emotional support pillow for men, which significantly reduces the feelings of feelings of loneliness. It's a pillow.
Hello. You want your own weird teddy bear boyfriend? They cost $160 plus shipping. Website says uh, he arrives naked with no clothes, so you can dress him up however you want. Fits into a large and extra large men's clothing. All right. If you feel the need to have a life-size emotional support teddy bear, for some reason I think owning this isn't as sad as just being lonely. But you know what? Whatever it takes to be able to drive in the carpool lane, I guess. What does it say about you? It says, hey, they call me High Roller at Build-A-Bear. It also says, um, I have sex fantasies about Smokey Bear. It also probably says, unlike most desperately single people, I have no interest in owning a cat, which might be good. Another thing owning a man-sized emotional support teddy bear might say about you is that your parents are probably a bit disappointed in you. Hey, thanks to me, there's a company that makes man-sized emotional support teddy bears going, holy crap, we actually sold one? (laughs) Boy, it also says, yep, I have way too much discretionary income. I think one other thing it might say about you if you own a man-sized emotional support teddy bear, one word, help. Or should I add another word, help me? And if you're doing it for pure loneliness, that is really sad. You got to get out more. Join a dart league or something for crying out loud. Just put down the adult size emotional support teddy bear, would you? It is indeed time for nerd news. As we talk science. Here's your latest science news. Just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Today we talk tramp stamps, moon missions, and edible drones. <laughs> I know. What? The Artemis 1 moon mission launched last week. Unmanned. No astronauts. Circle the moon. Came back. Uh, hopefully they're going to do it with men inside in 2025. And then they'll come out back and like we'll be run by apes. And it's like, damn you all to hell! That'd be cool. A uh, team of NASA scientists thinks uh, they know why aliens haven't made contact. Complex civilizations just tend to destroy themselves before they can reach out. Oh, great. Well, they're just like, all right, yeah, we can go visit them, but they're just trashing the joint. Let's just wait till they're gone. But in more optimistic space news, scientists in Bulgaria think wormholes actually exist. Basically, uh, wormholes are shortcuts through space. And they say we've already been detecting them without realizing it. The theory is that they're almost identical to black holes. Oh, how would you know? One is a black hole that could crush you, and the other one will send you into another part of the galaxy. Yeah, go ahead. Roll them bones. Let's see what happens. In tattoo news, yeah, that's a thing. Even women in ancient Egypt had tramp stamps. Lower back tattoos. (laughs) Really? Like Cleopatra had a tramp stamp? Let me guess, it's a snake with a dagger and a weird-looking dog. Anyway, uh, researchers think pregnant women and even midwives got them as a sort of good luck charm for childbirth. 
Now they're just used like, hey, I can make babies. And finally, in survival news, a team in Switzerland has invented edible drones. <laughs> they have wings made of rice cakes. The idea is you'd fly a few into somebody who got stranded so they could eat them. Each drone has 300 calories. Here's the thought. How about just have the drone drop them off food? <laughs> rice cake drones? That's what you got? I need a first aid kit. I need... No, here's... Eat this drone. Can't drones carry things now? Do you need them to eat the drone? Ah, uh, it's science money at work. There you go. That's your nerd news. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Next week, we're joined. A legendary rocker, Carmine Apice, talks about hobbies of rock stars. Rules we had when we were a kid. We'll talk about crazy exes with lovely Maria. And look at those things we're too ashamed to admit we like. All next week on the podcast. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.